welcome to Dr. Warwick's podcast channel. Warwick is a practicing cardiologist and author with a passion for improving care by helping patients understand their heart health through education. Warwick believes educated patients get the best health care. Discover and understand the latest approaches and technology in heart care and how this might apply to you or someone you love. Hi, my name's Dr. Warwick Bishop and I'd like to welcome you to my consulting room. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about aspirin. After all, it has just recently been in the paper and on the news quite a lot. So there's three main trials that have come out relatively recently which are giving us some clarity around where aspirin fits. But it's pretty important you understand what that means for you. If you were to look up on the internet, like I just did, about aspirin today in Australia, and it's the 17th of September, you'll see a couple of quotes. Things like, cost of daily aspirin may outweigh the benefits. And that was um, listed under the Sydney Morning Herald. You may also see a headline like, daily aspirin doesn't prevent cardiovascular disease. This is a headline attached to ABC News. And another headline from the Herald Sun, warning against using aspirin in healthy adults. Well, um, you would be forgiven for thinking that aspirin doesn't have a role. And in fact, if you're on aspirin, you might be thinking to yourself, gee whiz, I don't think I should be on it based on these headlines. Well, that's why I've done today's podcast. Please, don't stop your aspirin just yet until you've listened to the rest of this podcast. Well, why are these um, headlines in the news out there? Well, just today, or in the last 24, 48 hours, a trial called the ASPRE trial, ASPRE trial was released into the media. This trial is... Uh, has its acronym from aspirin, ASP, reducing R events, E, in the elderly, E, ASPRI. And what they did was they took about 20,000 well individuals over 70 years of age and followed them for about five years, maybe a little more, and looked to see if giving aspirin to healthy individuals who were 70 years or older uh, was linked with better life reduced cardiovascular event or reduced dementia. Well, it turns out that it really didn't show much at all. Remember, this is 20,000 people over more than five years, so this is a pretty robust study. What's important to understand, though, is that this study just tells us that giving people who are over 70 years of age aspirin regularly doesn't necessarily improve their later quality in life. There are two other studies that came out relatively recently, and these studies were also published in the New England Journal of Medicine, as was the ASPRI study, as far as I understand. So a major medical journal also recently, in the last few months, published a study called the ARRIVE study. And the ARRIVE study was looking at average risk individuals. They're people who have a 10 to 20% risk of a heart attack in the next 10 years receiving aspirin. 
This study looked at over 12,000 people for a period of 60 months, so a good number of years. They did demonstrate that giving these intermediate risk people aspirin reduced their risk of heart attack, but it didn't really make a difference to stroke and not a great deal of difference in terms of outcome. It was of course associated with an increased risk of bleeding, which is what we would expect from giving people aspirin anyway. The last study that was also presented in the New England Journal of Medicine in the last few months, and again this was also presented at the European Society of Cardiology meeting just recently, was the ASCEND trial. Again, looking at aspirin in primary prevention, primary prevention meaning before an event has occurred, in a group of asymptomatic, otherwise well diabetics. Well, the ASCEND trial looked at over 15,000 people for over seven years. So now we've got a spree, arrive and ascend. Together, over 45,000 patients or thereabouts studied for over five to seven years. This is incredibly robust data and none of these trials were compelling in telling us that we should give aspirin to people. Well, does that mean we shouldn't be taking aspirin if we're otherwise well? well Basically, I think what it tells us is that if you don't have any major medical issues, you don't need to take aspirin just to keep well. Let's turn that around a bit because I do put quite a few people on aspirin and you may be listening to this and wondering if you should be on aspirin. I put people on aspirin if I know what's going on in their coronary arteries. If I know they've had a heart attack, for example, there's no question that aspirin reduces the risk of further events. So in secondary prevention, preventing a second event, no question aspirin is beneficial. So if you've had an event with your heart, a heart attack, a stent, bypass grafting, a stroke, peripheral vascular disease, please don't stop your aspirin because there's no question that it's beneficial for you. These three trials that I just talked about are not about secondary prevention and they don't relate to you. So please don't stop your aspirin. Well, I also use aspirin in primary prevention. The situation where I do that is in patients who I've imaged and know that they have plaque buildup in their heart. So I'm very precise and particular and I know they are high risk people. In fact, so high risk that they could almost be considered pre-secondary prevention. This group has not been studied either. Nobody's looked at imaging patients to define who should be on aspirin. So for my patient population, I am convinced and sure that it is the right thing, though there's not a lot of data to support that. What's the bottom line? Please don't stop your aspirin based on what you just heard on the Sydney Morning Herald or the Herald Sun or even on the ABC News. Please talk with your doctor about your specific needs for your specific medications. And aspirin is no different to anything else. It's always and should always be a conversation about risk of a particular medication and benefit in your particular situation and weighing those up for you. I hope that helps you. So Asprey, Arrive and Ascend, very important trials 
more than 45,000 or thereabouts, 45,000 odd people over about five to seven years. It's really important. Tells us that we shouldn't have aspirin in the water, but it doesn't tell us for you, if your doctors put you on aspirin, whether it's appropriate for you or not. That is a particular and specific conversation you need to have with your doctor. And any of my patients listening to this, please don't stop your aspirin if I've put you on it, because it will be for all the right reasons, and I'm happy to speak with you about it when we catch up next. For now, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's given you a little bit to think about in terms of regular low-dose aspirin and where it fits. If you've enjoyed this, I've got other podcasts coming. And of course, uh, if you're more a listener than a reader, uh, you may also like the audio books available uh, for Have You Planned Your Heart Attack and Know Your Real Risk of Heart Attack. Well, I'm going to wish you the best of health and until next time, goodbye. You have been listening to another podcast from Dr. Warwick. Visit his website at drwarwickbishop.com for the latest news on heart disease. If you love this podcast, feel free to leave us a review.